laid on my coffee. Everyone has a unique gift, and Mike, the creator of the One Life podcast, believes most people don't know how to use their gifts or what they are. Mike wants you to see things from a different perspective and be true to yourself. The One Life podcast unites the world through art, fashion, music, and film. It inspires, motivates, and creates positive energy, love, and compassion to all communities and creates an equal playing field for all. On the One Life podcast, they cover topics like building relationships, overcoming adversity, Habits of healthy people and much, much more. We only have one life to live. Be like yourself to be and live your truth. Add the One Life podcast to your playlist. <laughs> That's the number one in E Life. Available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, and your favorite podcast platform. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the One Life Podcast. I am Mike MIC Reed, and as always, I got my lovely co-host Diana Gotti from the AV hey. Wellbeing Coalition in the building with us. How you doing today? I'm doing amazing. I'm super excited. You know, why are you excited? Because I'm gonna get my boogie on at the wow. gala tonight. You, you really said the word boogie. Yeah, I know okay. you're not allowed to go because he said the word, the word boogie. boogie. <laughs> this is she's banned. This is a gala. <laughs> this is a gala. Hey, you gotta step they in the name boogie. of love, right? You got to. This is off to a wrong start. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got a special guest with it, Janet Nagant Nagunri, Nungari, Nungari. I'm bad anyway, with names. Everybody anyway. know I'm bad with names. <laughs> no, it's okay. Look, even when we were talking about you, what, about a month ago? Yeah. And yeah. Diana was saying your Somebody name properly. She was like, me. Janet, Janet, Janet. I was like, it's Janet. It's even on the air. I was like, it's Janet. It's Janet. Yeah. I'm just Rude. bad with names. See, yeah, look, I was wrong. Names. I was wrong. I can admit my mistakes. <laughs> You're not wrong. You just think about it differently. It's okay. That's you right. process it differently. There you go. But it's right. Janet. Thanks. Yeah. See? <laughs> you told me I could say Janet. You could. No. Just you, though. No. Just just Mike Reed. Let's make that clear. Oh, wow. I feel special right now. <laughs> Anyways, you are, you are the, are you the, pre, you, are, you are the president-elect woman council of realtors, right? Yes, sir. All right. And a director for the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Yes, sir. Wow. We are colleagues. Yes, we are. How you feel about tonight? I am so excited about tonight because the whole community is going to come together for this. And yes. I am just ready for that. I am, yeah. too. So I take you won't be boogieing, right? I'm not boogieing tonight, Diane. No one is boogieing tonight, guys. When the last time did you actually boogie? Yeah, I'm boogieing. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Listen, I, we went to high school together. Did you guys know that? Did who? you know that? No, I, 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 yeah, know that. I just found that out not that, that long ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I, to high school. Yeah, like I said, when I uh, graduated, I ran away from here and never looked back. But you came back. But uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. I'm glad you're back. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome we home. are too. <laughs> so what you got for us for the AV? So we actually have a lot going on, guys. Mm, There's so many it. beautiful things, especially in the month of March. It's Women's Month. So Oh, wait. Hey. Pause. Yeah. It is. You see? It is Women's History Month. That's why we have Janet. That's right. That's why we have Janet. Off right. She is yes. kicking off Women History Month. Yes, sir. Because you are a boss in this community. Amen. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Go ahead. yeah. So with that being said, we have what is unbreakable, what is going down Wednesday, March the 8th. It's happening at the Hilton Garden Inn. Um, it's from 430 to 730 p.m. Um, we have amazing speakers that's going to be happening um, there, which I'm excited about. I'll make sure to um, I want to say I'm going to also repost it on my social media, um, but tickets are available still for that event. Again, that's March 8th and also March 18th. We have boots on the ground. Um, we are doing the Antelope Valley. Um, 
I guess, reenactment for the veterans. So welcoming them back in a convoy escort. And that's happening. I want to say check-in is for 830 for all the vets. Mm -hmm. So if you do know any veterans in the community, please let them know. Um, I always say if you see them with a hat, make sure you say thank you for your service. And, you know, start that conversation. So it's going to be really great for the vets. Um, And then you can go ahead and reach out to Alejandro. And his phone number is 661-627-7825. And um, last but not least um, we have um, the cat program and you can reach out to miss um, nardi lopez the city manager um, applications are now open and are being accepted this month through march 15th i want to say class starts march 30th and again that is miss nardi lopez at the city the city manager her email is n lopez at city of palmdale.org and that's it for me that's it? That's it. I know, right? Hey, wait, what, what's that thing that's going on? Um, no, I, I want to give some shout-outs because I promised Michelle I would do that because she hooks us up with Oh, my God. How did I blink out? Playhouse, that's right. Uh, that's March going dark. 11th. Yes, March 11th. Sean. Yes, and also. Sean, I forgot his last name. King? Is it Sean oh. King? Oh, you we got to work on names. Yeah, I told you I'm bad with names. That is my claim. Right? Sean Hill. Sean Hill. Sean Hill. Hill. The poet. Yes. Sean Hill. And not only that, but Miss Ashley is going to be back She's on. She's going to be back. Wow. Yeah. yeah, she is. So that's going down March 11th at the Palmdale Playhouse. Yes. And that's another free event for families. Yes. Awesome. So I definitely um, encourage everyone to kind of get out. And also, I wanted to give a shout out to my good friend, Melissa Martinez, for um, being available to do my hair for the gala. <laughs> Mingle, can you, can not you, boogie. Can you, get, can you give me an appointment? <laughs> you want to get your hair done I, too? I need my hair you done. do. I can't wear a hat tonight. This is the only place you got because you know I'm big on wearing my hats because it's my brand. Yeah. Like I go everywhere with this. And tonight is because I'm hosting. So I said, okay, I won't wear my hat. You know, it's funny because I, I said might that wear this my hat. morning. I might be gangster with it. No I doubt. I don't think I've ever seen you without a hat on. I know. No one's ever had. This, this, I know. This, this is, is big. If there's a reason this to go to this be, gala. No, this is going to be a challenge. <laughs> this is going to be a challenge, you guys. Let's, let's yeah. get that clear. We had that conversation with Brian, and he was like, I think you know, Mike looks like a sneaker hat guy. You know what? Someone, I was there last night with uh, Cynthia. Um, she's uh, The right Cynthia? <laughs> stupid. <laughs> what? What? Um, see, I'm butchering names again. Anyways, uh, she she had said she had a top hat for me, but she oh. wants me to do a wardrobe change. She's like, you got to do at least three wardrobe changes. Oh, okay, y'all. I might come on my like t-shirt that? and hat like. Nah. Well, nah, if I can't boogie, you can't go. You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? That's line to line. Uh. Uh-uh. Janet, what do you say? <laughs> I say you show up with that hat. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Do it with the suit and everything, bow tie. Oh, I'm wearing a, a black black pinstripe suit. Okay. I'm wearing black on black. Okay. You're living that life. You should have busted out one of those, like, you know, those pimp hats people used to wear with the feather and then yeah. put your logo on, on it? it? Yeah. See? If anyone can do it, let us know before tonight. Yeah, you guys got six hours. <laughs> he got six hours to make this happen for Mike. <laughs> we need an embroidery. Embroidery, yes. yeah. That'd there be dope, go. though. Hey, I got the uh, file for it. Anyways. Oh, man. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Let's talk about Janet over now. here. Miss, you're a real estate agent, too, over yeah, at Keller Williams, right? Real estate hey. agent with Keller Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's that going? It's going great. Okay. I've actually been a real estate agent for just a little bit over a year. Okay. It's not been too really? long. No. People think I've been How? in real estate forever, and I have not. Okay. So let's talk about that for a second, because mm-hmm. you do have that swag, like you've been in it for years. 
Thank you. And that passion, Thank like, you. no, seriously. Like, I've, I've listened that. to you talk and watched your, some of your posts, and you just sold a home. You just uh, actually um, got an offer accepted. Mm-hmm. I, I follow you. I pay attention. You pay attention. But uh, what got you into real estate? So, basically, um, just to give you guys a little bit of my history, I'm actually a minister. So, I've been in ministry since I was 18 years old. That's all I've ever done is ministry. So, I have a, a women's group called Elevate. Mm-hmm. And... This women's group, it's all about empowering women. So I love that we're starting off this mm-hmm. month here now with empowering women because that's all I've ever been involved in. And just up to recent, over a little bit of a year ago, God really put it in my heart to pursue my dreams now that my kids are older. So I decided to just fully go for it, you guys. I was like, you know what? I love real estate. I love everything about it. I purchased a couple of homes already. Mm-hmm. I've seen women do this, and it looks like they're having a great time doing it, so why not? Why not give it a shot at my dreams and actually make something happen for myself? Because I feel like as women, we do so much for others. Right. Despite of how we feel, despite of our own dreams, we just lay it all down for everybody else. And it's easy to do that when you're a mom. It's easy to do that when you're a wife. It's easy to just do that in general in life. When as, Us as women speak, men do it too, but this is about women, so my... So I decided to jump into real estate, you guys, and I can just say that it's been a great journey for me. I enjoy what I do. In just a little bit of a, over a year, we've been able to to do some great sales from it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it's, and, and I hope we get a little bit into this. So take us back on this because in business or in general, it's so easy to like compare yourself to other agents, to other people, like to see what mm-hmm. everybody else is doing that you don't really appreciate the greatness that you're doing. Yeah. And I say all that to say, because in, in real estate, just watching all these women killers, man, I'm like, I'm not really doing good. You know, mm. it's like, I'm not really killing it like everybody else is. And that's because I'm comparing my sales to people who've been in the business like 10, 15 years. So now in a year and a half, and I was just talking about this to a friend, she's like, well, Janet, you have to appreciate what you have accomplished. Right. A little bit over a year, mm-hmm. we've done great sales. We just even sold the home close to a million dollars, which I hear a lot of agents, even t- it takes them a long time to even hit, hit that peak. Wow. And I'm not saying that to as a hottie way in, at all, but it's just really to glorify how good God can be in your life when you trust him. Being now with the uh, AV Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, president-elect with the Women's Council of Realtors. So wow. if I, I just really took that time to appreciate the greatness and what God has done in my life that I feel great about my accomplishments. So going back to your questions, yes, I'm a real estate agent now and I couldn't be happier and more feel more accomplished than I do right now because if I just step back and not compare myself to anybody else and just compare myself to me and my process, right. I'm doing great. So let, let, let me... Because you just said on something, and I actually just posted this on my um, Instagram uh, a few days ago because I was reading a book, and uh, it reads, accomplishments mean different for different things for different people. For some, it means acknowledged achievements, winning an award, outperforming the comp- competition, or being promoted. For others, accompl- accomplishments is more subjective in nature. Completing a task, feeling able to do what is expected of you each day, a sense of co- competence, or mastery in your work, being proud of the work you do. And that is true. Mm-hmm. 
It's so true. It is it, true. It's very true what you just said. It's like right on point. And that's crazy. That I, I just read that. And not only that, but I think it's um, one of the hardest challenging things for women. I think it's human nature, right? Um, we have so much going on in our lives that we, we, we're not as kind to ourselves. It's easier to compare, right? It, and I used to always, and I think I'm guilty of that. We've had conversations about this with Mike mm-hmm. that I don't give myself enough credit because it's not easy. However, I could definitely, you know, praise you, glorify you. I mean, I think I'm, I'm really good about that in as far as my friends, you know, or women that I come across. But when it comes to yourself, it's always, I guess, more challenging because we know the truth. We know what we've been through. We know what we've had to go through. And then sometimes we'll tend to ask ourselves, like, you can do better, but in reality, you're doing just great. You know why? Because that's what makes you unique. That's what makes you who you are, you know, as as a person, as as a woman, you know, and it allows you to stand out. And actually, when I went to your last event, um, I came back and I told Mike, you know what? We definitely have to have Janet on here to kick off Women's Month because of how impactful you are, how confident you are. You do walk into a room and you own it, you know, and... I wanted to, you know, let you know not only that, but on air, you know, because as women, we have to be telling each other that, you know, you're doing a great job. You're amazing. Your words, your words are inspiring, you know, and, and they touch home because you really never know what people are going through, you know, and just recently I'm, I'm kind of coming out of my, my little cocoon and Mike, yeah, Mike has definitely helped me with that. And uh, I could honestly say I have a really long resume, but I never look back and say I've done that, mm-hmm. you know, but not a lot of people can say what that they've done the things that I have or experience. You know, I tend to kind of say to myself, but um, I'm but glad to it, be around good, powerful women just like you. But, you know, I, I think with what you just said, we don't give ourselves grace. Right. Yeah. I think because I actually noticed this when people are um, actually living their truth mm-hmm. and they're not selfish. We, we, it's not about us. Like yeah, we, not. we, we are true givers. Like we care about everybody else and we praise everybody else. And it, it's not about us. Like, you know, I, I, it's never about me. I don't never want the awards or the compliments or the accolades. Like I'm always about everybody else. Yeah. So I, I just think that's, you know, we're not selfish like that. Yeah. And so can you tell us a little bit about the events that you actually just put together? I know you just had another one last month, right? I did. And we're going to continue to have more, but I really wanted to say something as you were talking, because something that I've learned, particularly with women, is a journey of being confident. Mm -hmm. We as women judge so much other women who are confident, but confidence is only an act of rebellion to those who have benefited from your insecurity. Mm -hmm. Only those who benefit from our insecurity hate that confidence that you now carry and you carry a confidence Mm -hmm. because if you didn't, then you wouldn't be giving other women a platform to be confident because only confident women can give other women that platform. Mm -hmm. And we can say, come and be great. Come and have a voice. Come and be who you are. Women who are not confident normally tear one another down without wanting to. I feel like a lot of the stuff that we want, that we do and the way that women hurt one another, it's not really on purpose for the most part. It's mm-hmm. because hurt people do hurt people. We hear that often. Yeah. But com- being a confident woman is really more about self-love. Yeah. When you truly love yourself, when you love God first, and mm. then you love yourself, you can only love yourself when you love the Lord. Right. Because we're made in the image of God. Right. So when we realize how powerful we are because he's powerful, mm. then we love ourselves more. Mm. When we love ourselves more, we're able to love one another more. 
and we're able to see the gold yeah. in people. It's so mm-hmm. easy to see the negative that anybody can do, but to see the gold in people, how you guys are doing for this community, that takes a whole other gift because you're able to put aside the negativity or put aside your own opinion on people and see the gold and give them an opportunity to be here and share their voice. One thing I've learned with women's ministry is that women don't really have a voice like you think they do. Mm. A lot of women go through so much behind closed doors, and this is not a victim mentality at all because women, we're strong. Right. But what I'm saying is that as women too, sometimes we keep silent regarding things that we go through. Mm Mm-hmm. And we have so much to share and you never know what someone's going through behind closed doors. So for you to be even able to have a platform to be able to hear women out, men and women, but now women out, because if you allow them to give them that platform to speak, they can minister to someone else who doesn't really have that opportunity to listen to, to that freedom. Like, you know what? I've gone through things. Yeah. You know what? I didn't know that I was that, that I could have made something of myself in my career. There's someone else that's going to be listening to this. It's going to be inspired. And if you yeah. can touch that one person, like Mike was saying, it's not about, you know, look at all me that I'm doing. But if you can just touch that one person, then you've done your job. You've done your calling here yeah. on earth, you know. And really, that's what it's all about. It's about impacting people in your own way. So I just wanted to say that because... I just commend you guys for everything that you're doing because mm. you don't even know who you're touching. You don't even know who you're impacting. One day you'll know. I feel like when we get to heaven one day, God's going to show us like, look, Mike, who you, you know, look who you impacted through your broadcast. Look who you impacted. Yeah. Look, because they heard you that day. Yeah. They didn't give up. You know, many people that know me, I share this story. My brother, I lost my brother through suicide. And in that, when he, when I lost him in 2013, I began to see life in a whole different way. I began to see the way that I even treat people in a whole different way because you truly just never know who's in like their last string. Mm. And that's why it's vital for us to walk in love. It's vital for us to, to encourage one another as much as we can because you just never know what the other person is going through. You know, so confidence does all that. Mm -hmm. Confidence allows you to be yourself. Confidence allows you to treat other people kind. Because when you are putting yourself down and you're in a broken place and you're just in a why me situation, you can't really help other people out. You know, it's so true. Well, I'm at all right now listening to her, like listening to you. Like I've I've watched some of your videos and I've I've never got to actually hear you speak in person. Um, But wow, I'm at all right now. I'm actually at a loss of words. (laughs) I've never had a loss of words. Wow, I'm at a loss of words. That was great. No, actually, Um, um, I had a friend tell me a story about her son that was kind of going through a few things like that at school. And um, the mom kind of suggested, maybe you should find new friends. And um, I guess this this girl kind of was, you know, um, stayed in the backlight or I guess in in the back way and um, never really talked to a lot of people, was very, very quiet. And um, he decided that day to sit next to her. And, um, you know, he started a conversation was like, Oh, how, you know, how are you? Who are you? Um, she's been there. Um, I think for a few years, I can't remember if it was junior high or high school. And, um, the following day, you know, like they met up, they agreed to meet up at the same little, um, area that they were sitting at. And she, um, kind of confided him and said, you know, I'm glad that you came up to me yesterday. And, um, you know, you decided to talk to me because I was really contemplating on taking my life that day. 
So you really never know what a simple hello, what you're saying goes a long way. And that's something that I, I love to do. I love to always just talk to strangers because mm -hmm. you never know how impactful you can be. And I was struggling with being at home. You know, um, I've, I've worked out my life and just recently I've had the privilege and I say it's a privilege because not a lot of women can say, I'm a stay at home mom. That's a privilege. You yes. know, it really, really is a privilege. And not only that, but now I see it with my kids, mm -hmm. you know, to actually be a mom, a full-time mom, a wife. And not only that, but to be able to guide them, you know, help them out with things and be involved and not only that but do the workshops with the kids to be able to be that parent for other people or just a voice um so i'm i'm really i'm really thankful to say that so sometimes it can be a little bit intimidating being a room full of you know business women or women that are hustlers and grinding and doing all that but it really had to step back and be like i've been there you know like i've never really got to spend i didn't get a lot of time to spend with my kids you know and kind of raise them because i had to work I didn't have that time off. I had a grind. You know, we were young parents. We were young, um, a young couple. And now I get to do that every day. I get to pick them up, drop them off, and do this, what I love, being in front of this mic. So, okay, so now I'm ready now. So I had to process <laughs> everything you said. Like, because you said a lot of things that was great and on point. And, and one, the reason why I, I did this podcast, because I've been on my mindset journey for about four years now. And when I was a kid, I actually had someone um, that set me down and had a conversation with me. And that conversation went a long way with me. And so throughout my journey, I had realized that, you know, Different interviews, different uh, speeches I used to listen to. I used to just grab like words and just, you know, phrases and sentences people were saying. So it made me realize that, wow, you know what? The stuff that I went through as a, as a child, because honestly, I can, I can really say my journey started when I was five months old. Wow. That's when my adversity started. Because wow. you know, I don't know if you know my story, but my mother was uh, killed and murdered in front of me at five months old. So the, the stuff that I went through, even from there, growing up in, a, in a, you know, uh, in the neighborhoods, you know, I, I went through a lot. And I look at back at my life now, I'm like, wow, I can't even believe I'm here today. Like, because I can't believe of, well, I can't believe, because I know it was God. God is always on my side. Uh, but back then, even like maybe 10 years ago, I couldn't believe, like, you know, how I gotten to where I've gotten. So, but that's because I've always taken little stuff from different people. So it, it made me start just doing, and this is one, one of the reasons why I want to do my podcast is because I knew if I just told my story and sat with other people and let them tell their stories, that all this stuff is timeless. Mm -hmm. Like even in five, 10 years from now, it's all going to be on the internet. It might reach somebody. And, and that's why I, why, why I do this. So you said you've been in a journey of a mindset journey for four years. Well, I started okay. my mindset journey, I want to say, when I finally settled down and said, you know what, I want to change my mindset. Love that. Because, yeah, like five, ten years ago, I, I honestly, I was like most people, and it's like, oh, I thought I, thought I knew everything. Like, I just thought, you know, because I was, I was high in entertainment at the time, and just on, on, on a high, and it took, you know, some tragedies or whatever to, like, really humble me. And, and I don't know if it, it ages as well. You know, age does that to people. Yeah. really makes you humble yourself and start thinking about, you know, because my grandmother raised me, all the things she used to say to me, I'm like, oh, wow, now I get it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's crazy how we get older and we, and we think back on those times. Like, now we understand what our parents are trying to teach us and tell us, mm -hmm. you know. But you, 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 had, you had said something, because um, I want to touch on something. 
You, you started your journey ministry when you said you was 18, but you talk with so much passion. Like, I, I can feel your energy. Where, where did that come from? Like, what, what type of, what, what was your biggest adversity way back when you were a child? Because it just didn't start, like, real estate like a year ago. Like, you talk from a lot of experience and passion. And I know that that came from somewhere. Was it from when your brother passed, or was it way before that? I can say that I truly did have an encounter with God at 18. 18. When everybody was partying, when everybody was out, I truly had an encounter with God that changed my life. But when I lost my brother, I feel like that's when I built a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So I knew religion for many years, Mm -hmm. but I came into a relationship when I lost my brother because it was a, what I call a do or die moment. Right. And I know many of you, who are probably listening and you yourselves have encountered that do or die moment. Yeah. Some people call it that come to Jesus moment. Yeah. Mm. Come to Jesus moment. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 1000%. Yeah. It was a come to Jesus moment. I yeah. just lost my best friend through suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I blamed myself for a long time because how could I not have seen that Right. as a minister? How did I miss that? How, you know, I, we were only three years apart. That was my brother. That was my best friend. So I struggled with that. But through that, through my pain, I built a purpose through that. And I got to a place on my knees where I just said, God, if you don't save me from this right now, this pain, I will die. So I just started reading my Bible. I started praying. I started meditating. I started just truly just finding myself and who I am. Mm -hmm. And that's where my ministry was birthed which was Elevate Life. I have the Elevate Life realtor now. It kind of birthed into that. But it's through that. But I've been on a journey of self-love. And I feel like that's probably what you're feeling, that energy. Mm-hmm. I've been on a journey of self-love. And particularly last year and this year, I'm going deep. And God's taking me deep. And up to recent, the Lord really had me look back as to when I was a child. And many of you, I encourage you to do this exercise because it helped me out a lot. I pulled out a picture of me when I was a child and I put it in front of me and I began to talk to that child and I began to apologize to that child for being so harsh on her. Mm -hmm. I began to apologize for believing all the lies that were told about her. When you don't know yourself, guys, it's easy to believe what everyone else says about you. When you don't know who you are, Everyone else will tell you who you are. Mm. Your enemies, social media, the words that your parents spoke to you as a child, they literally just float around in the spirit realm every word that was ever said against you. You're dumb, you're stupid, you never amount to anything, you're not good enough, you know, all those things, and you put in whatever applies to you, whatever was said to you, So I know what was said to me. And I had to apologize to that little girl for believing them. Mm. Because for a long time I did. Mm. And I had to really sit there with the Lord in that picture of me as a child and say, I choose to love myself. And I began to tell that child, I love you, Janet. As foolish as that felt at that moment, but I began to say to myself, I love you. And you deserve greatness. You deserve good things in your life. You deserve to fulfill your dreams and your destiny here on earth. And I'm so sorry for believing what everyone else said about you because I know that's not who you are. And as I was speaking to that child in me, 
I literally, guys, begin to cry. Like, I've never cried that way in my life. And that healing journey began to come where I just began to love myself. And I began to realize it's okay to love yourself. But why is it that as a society, we make it so bad to be confident and to love ourselves? And because like I said earlier, only people that have benefited from your insecurity do not want you to love yourself. Mm. That's so true. And in that journey, I found myself. So that, that, that goes back to what I always talk about the we system and the I system. Mm-hmm. All those years when you was that, that little girl, you was part of the we system with people telling you this and right. that and that. And that's what you believe, right? Until you finally became the I system. You became into yourself. I love that. That's from another book I was reading. It's called The Brush, y'all. My, oh. therapist, my therapist gave me the book. He said, you need to read <laughs> Shut it. Up. No, I'll tell you, because that's how I was. <laughs> I, w- I was part of this we system I'm telling you until I was like maybe mid thirties. Yeah. Then I started going to therapy and you know, it, this is also when I was, you know, deep in entertainment and just believing this and I was a shit and blah, 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 you know, and my therapist was like, you need to read this book and it's about family systems. Mm-hmm. And he said that he was like, you're still part of the we system. You haven't grown out of that and became your eye system yet. That's really good. Because I love that. yeah. Cause when you're a child, your, your name is given to you. Right. Everything is given to Everything. you as a child. And, and you believe it because that's just your environment. You believe everything everybody's telling you, whether it's your parents, your auntie, your friend, whoever. That's who raised you, and that's what you believe. Until you become an adult and older, and then you start developing into your own self and then walking your true path, your path. That's when you become the I system, like I what you're that. saying. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's actually why I moved away from here, mm. was the fact that um, I wanted to leave everything behind, um, you know, and even including my family, because I think they had, um, I think an idea of who they thought I should be and yeah. who they thought I was. But in reality, I don't think I even knew, but once I kind of left, it was so liberating. And the beauty of that is that I got to create who I really was and who I truly am and make my own decisions and choices. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what was the beauty of it. And I think that that's why I had so much resentment, you know, like being here was because I think, um, you know, there was a lot of mistakes, a lot of things that had happened. Um, and I just didn't know how to pull away from it and stay here. You know, because it is a small town. Everyone kind of really knows you and and knows everything about you. Um, so that was the most liberating thing I did. And that's the reason why I actually left. But, you know, a, a lot of people are, are like that. Yeah. They, they're they're stuck in their environment mm-hmm. and, and because they don't know the unknown. They're scared to move yeah, out of that, no. that city or that town that they're in. Because they're, everybody's scared of the unknown, right? Yeah. So it's okay to get out of your environment like you did and go find yourself and go be you and come back, and it's okay. Yeah. And that's what you did. But most people are so scared to leave that square block that they're in. Yeah, hell no, I ran. I mean, I, I had to do it. it. Like, th- this is what one of the things that saved me. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine took me out of the neighborhood, and I, I always say this, it's so cliche, as he took me to Hollywood, and I saw the Hollywood lights, and I was like, ooh, I want to be in entertainment. Like, I left mm-hmm. the hood alone. Yeah. Like, that, that moment, I left the hood alone. I was like, ooh, I want to do this. I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, honestly, the best thing about um, working – so before this, I used to work for a doctor. We did hair transplants, right? So um, it was honestly probably the best experience because I, I worked with some of the wealthiest, most powerful people in the world, not just in our town, not just in our states, 
in the world. And having those conversations like what we're doing now was so enlightening Mm -hmm. and so just amazing to think just sometimes they would also say that people think just because we're wealthy and we have money that we're not human. And some people just wanted to have conversations, although I used to get in trouble a lot for that. <laughs> like, you can't be talking to the guy and be like, but they want to talk. But you know what I realized is that that's the most expensive thing is to really have conversations with people, you know? And I knew at that point that that's my superpower. You said it's the most expensive thing? It is because people don't have time to have conversations. They don't. People don't want to make the time or people pretend that they don't have the time when in reality it's, it's so free, right. so easy, but it really is because people sometimes feel that they're taking something from them just having a conversation. You know what I mean? Connection. Yeah, having those connections. And a lot of times they look at certain people with wealth like an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it's so unfortunate that they come across so many people that just need of them mm. that they've never really experienced a genuine conversation. Like, how are you? What did you do yesterday? Oh, my God, you did that? Tell me more about it. You know, and really want to know in depth of who they are as a person, as an individual. You know, we some people really just don't do that. So I am thankful for that, you know, to have had that experience. And I think that that's what allowed me to grow, to really see people on another level. Mm-hmm. Like, not just because you're in a certain position, if you've had wealth, that it makes you any different from me. Right. We're really all the same. Right. So, you know, that just um, takes me to the next thing I want to kind of talk about, um, unity, because we all serve the community, Mm. and and you're big serving the community as well, um, especially because you just joined the Chamber of Commerce, and um, you're getting installed this evening. Hey, I'm excited. So, a couple of things. One, I want to know why you joined, why you want to join, and then two, um, as far as, like, unity, um, and this may be a long question or a long conversation, how do you how do you bring everyone together when it's so many different egos and mm. so many different bosses? Because all of us out here, especially in Antelope Valley here, mm. see, like everybody's an entrepreneur, right? Everybody wants to lead, mm. but there there's this um, I don't know if it's if it's a stigma or misunderstanding or whatever. But there's so many like I said bosses and everybody want to lead, but I, I feel like. We all have to take the ego out of it if we want to really come together. Because we all use this word unity, right? Um, I mean, what's your thoughts on it? I'm a big believer in unity. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I joined the, the Chamber of Commerce is because of exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. So I've been serving my community behind closed doors for a very long time in the church, hidden behind the four walls of the church, mm-hmm. right? So whoever comes into the church, we would help them, whatever it is that right. you needed. Let's have a conversation. But I realized, like you said, so many people out here in the business world also need that love from the community. Mm-hmm. Also need to learn how to come together because we don't trust each other anymore. Like, that's just like the mm-hmm. truth. Right. Nobody Great. trusts each other anymore. Right. And everyone's just kind of looking at one another like, who's going to stab me in the bag next? Yeah. And if I open up to you, is the world or the Antelope Valley, which is our world here, right? Like, Mm. it's so small. Is everybody going to know about it? Mm -hmm. Who can I trust? And something that I said in this meeting we just had, we had a really powerful meeting about two weeks ago. We were talking about leadership. Some of the best leaders are the best servants. Yes. Mm. The best leaders are the best 
servants. Mm -hmm. We become servants to all men. That's right. Leaders lead by character. Mm -hmm. If we're able to do just that, Mike, if we can lead and serve our community by character, by true love, that already automatically will bring unity. Thank you for saying that because I literally just had lunch with Darlene Trevino uh, a few days ago. My bestie, shout out. No, yeah, no, shout out to Darlene um, Trevino-in-law. But we literally had lunch a couple of days ago, and that's exactly what we talked about. And we came to the conclusion, like Mike, I was saying this to her, and she was saying it to me, we have to lead by example. Mm -hmm. Like we have to put all that negativity stuff behind us and lead by example. That's the only way we're going to make a change. It's 100%. 100%, yeah. We have to learn how to match People always say match energy, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to match your energy. If, right. if you're low, I'm going to go low. No, you come up to mine. Mm. Right. Because that's what leaders do. Leaders do right. not come down for right. anybody. Right. We vibrate up here. Yeah. We're up here by character. We, we're leading and we're doing our best that we know how to lead a community right now. Mm. And what we're doing with the chambers is just that. Yes. We're united as directors. We're united. We're a force. So somebody has to stand up and do it, right? Somebody has to stand up and be the first one and say, you know what? I know that maybe so-and-so's motive might not be pure. I know, you know, whatever it is that that we think we know. But as long as I maintain a pure heart, as long as my motives are pure, as long as I know that I'm doing this not to, for a pat in the back, but I'm doing this truly for my community, then that all by itself will bear fruit. Mm -hmm. You will know a tree by its fruit. Mm. If the fruit is good, the tree is good. That's right. And I'm excited, you guys, for this year because I'm telling you that as the Chamber of Commerce, we're going to kill it. I we're going to so. kill it because we have a great team. We do. We have great people with great hearts, with great motives. And I believe that this community, and we've already been seeing it. I don't know if you guys have like noticed. There's been such a movement. Maybe not everything's perfect, you know, but we're seeing a movement. We're seeing people wanting different. But you know what? I like that. I, I think we talked about this on the last show, right? N- nothing is perfect. And I, I honestly don't want to be perfect because I, I want that, that 20. Like, I, I like to be around 80% because I want that 20% mm-hmm. to grow. Mm-hmm. I, I have a growth mindset. Yes. I constantly want to grow. I don't Always. ever want to feel like, okay, I made it. I'm there. It's like, no. Then, mm-hmm. then what, then what then else what? is life? Then right? What? You know? So I, I love the fact that, you know, we go through our changes. Like, yeah, our chamber is not perfect, but... We're all leaders, like we were just saying, and we're going to continue to grow and get better. And I love that because I, I see where everybody, and I always look at intent. Like no matter what, what our struggles is or what our challenges is every day, I look at the intent. And then if the intent is good, we're going to get better because none of us are perfect. None we of all us. have our flaws, right? Yes. But we're going to learn from each other. We're going to grow from each other. And, get and as long as the intent, yeah, and as long as the, the intent is there, we're going to be fine. We're going to be amazing. Well, we already are amazing. Yes. <laughs> More amazing. <laughs> no, there's good. And I always say there's a leader and a dictator. You yeah. know, a dictator mm. will always sit back and tell you what to do. Mm. A leader will show you and guide you and be at the front line with you. I love you that. You know, yes. and what you were saying, it, it, it all does come back to character and, you know, and, and, and I guess projecting what you want in return. You know, I always say that. So that's good. Absolutely. <laughs> so it. what else what else is popping with the with the chambers after the gala what's what's uh what's the community uh to look forward to don't you guys also have a luncheon yeah this month? um yeah we actually yeah and our actually our next big event is the national day of prayer may 4th 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's going to be our next big event. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, we that's going to be powerful. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, oh, it is. And, and we, it's the first one, right? It's the, it's the well, it's the for first us. one. It's the, it's the first one for us. But they used to have it back out here a while ago. The sheriff departments used to do it. But then the COVID oh, really? hit and then they stopped. Yeah, oh, and, it, okay. and it was really big. So Mark, our president, decided to um, take it upon himself and, you know, bring the chamber into it. So we're going to be the first ones to bring it back. And there's so many people behind it right now. Like, it's going to be amazing. Dan, I'm excited for you guys. Yeah. I know last year I was just kind of watching and saw that there was a golly, and I was like, oh, Dan, okay, there's things popping in Palmdale. <laughs> so I'm excited to actually yeah. be there. I'm excited. And um, Pastor Adriana, she's um, she's the uh, co-chair chair for the committee, and she's leading it, so it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I love Adriana. Adriana's so cool. She really is. <laughs> she, she, you know what? She gave me, she, she gave me my first Bible about two months ago. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Wow, congratulations. No, because, um, you know, I, I grew up as a Catholic. I was an altar boy and all that, right? Mm-hmm. But then I, you know, went into Christianity and I went to spirituality, you know, went through all these things. And I, I feel like I'm, I am more spiritual, but I, de- I have a personal relationship with God. Love like, God is always going to be my foundation, yeah. 100%. He, he made the stars, the moons, and all this mm-hmm, stuff, right? right? He made spirituality, right? So he's always going to, I have a personal relationship with him. I love it. And people don't really hear me talk about him a lot because I, I just don't because it's just me and him. Every day, like, I'm driving down the street, thank God. I thank God with everything, right? So that's my spirituality. But I never, ever read the Bible. And that's only because, and that's what I was explaining to her, and that's why she wouldn't bought me one. <laughs> I never understood it. It's like a, the Bible to me is like a law book. Like, if you're not into it, you know, like that, like, you, you, it's hard to understand. Sure. And, and I used to listen to people quote all these scriptures and all this, right? And I used to hear people's opinions about stuff, and everybody has an opinion, which is fine. But to me, it was like, that don't sound right. Like, I feel like certain people, and a lot of people, really, they take a bit of a scripture and they run with it. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you got to read the whole thing. <laughs> yes. What you're saying is not true. Like, read the whole thing. The and whole I'm saying, chapter. right, right. Read the whole chapter. Like, because you're, what you're saying is not true, but they run with those little scriptures. And that's why I never um, really talked about scriptures or really got into it. Cause I don't know. I'm gonna be honest with you. I just never understood it. But now that she got it for me, like I really try every day to read 15 minutes of it. And I, and I've been doing good. I, I, I missed some days, but I'm actually reading it, and, and I love it because I, I want to understand it. And I know it, it's a journey for me. Like, I'm not going to get it tomorrow, next month, mm-hmm. next year. It, it's going to be a journey, and I'm actually excited about it and looking forward to it. Congratulations. I'll be asking you how that's going now. Going no, forward. no. That's yeah. so exciting to me. <laughs> no, absolutely, yeah. And it's, it's, the, uh, it's not a, uh, like your typical Bible. It's the um, leadership Bible. Okay. Um, I forgot the guy's name. It's the red and red and white thick book, um, but it, it is a Bible. But it is, I think, his version. More of a breakdown. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, and it's his version. So, and it, but it has all the scriptures and all you know everything in there. But I'm I, like, I'm excited. I actually get excited when I read it every day. That's awesome. Yeah. Look at y'all. I think yeah. I used to do it when I was younger, but I'm. I, I will be honest. I'm guilty of not reading it as I should. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's uh, it was a weird relationship we had with with God, but. I've come home. I've come back. It's okay. It's yeah. okay to take breaks. It's yeah. fine. You're good. Okay. No, that's why sometimes I trip out. Like, it's like, man, I really should, you know, like, um, but when I do read it, it's, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's just scary. 
Mm. It's scary what's in there because there is a lot of knowledge. There is a lot of truth and there is a lot of uh, things that make you. No, and that's you what know, I mean. Like, I mean, and maybe you can shed light on this because yeah. it, it really is. Because some of the things like I read and I sh- it's plain English, but it's like I really don't understand what I just read. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but I, but I want to, but I know I'm going to have to read the whole thing a couple of times for me to like, oh, okay, now I get it. I mean, I mean, how how was your journey? I mean, you've been in since you was eighteen. You look like you're twenty one, though. Get it, my like, girl, is get my it favorite sis. person in this <laughs> valley. Like, so I'm <laughs> saying, like, a couple of years, like. <laughs> but I mean, how long did it take you to like really understand it? Well, I think that anybody who reads the Bible for the first time is like, "What is this? What mm-hmm. is it all about?" Right? Because you're reading stories about people that you've never met, mm-hmm. and a lot of the New Testament kind of links back to the Old Testament. So if you don't really know about the Old, it just you know, it, it is kind of, it could be very confusing. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, start with the book of John. Okay. I don't know where you're starting, but the book of John to me is just very, a lot more simple, a lot more basic. Mm-hmm. And also I, the translation that you read, I like the new living translation. So it takes away the thou shall, all that stuff. If you read that with the King James version, it's going to be a lot harder. Right. That's not our language. We don't talk mm-hmm. like who talks like that. Right. right. Like thou shall not. Mm-hmm. Right. It, that's already intimidating. That's like, what do you mean? But if right. you say you shall not, right? You mm-hmm. will not. I'm sorry. If you will not, that's more li- new living translation. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a lot more basic. It's a lot more simple to understand. But the more you read it, the more it's going to make sense to you. Mm-hmm. Not all of it. Because some stuff, it is kind of like, hmm, you just got to walk by faith on it, you know? Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it, it, it will make sense eventually, the more you read it. Yeah. I, I, I haven't started in one particular, what do you call them? Like you said, John. Like, what the is book it? of John. Like, no, no, but what? So, what New Living you, Translation. No, no. So, like, there's there's Book of John. There's um. So, like Matthew, Mark, John. Luke, and John are the first four books of the New Living tra- of, of okay. the te- New Testament. Right, but so what? Do, what do you? I mean, what do you call the chapters? Mm-hmm. They're chapters. So the Book of John is one chapter. Mm-hmm. The Book of Matthew is one chapter. It's another. Yeah, it's a, they're chapters. Right. Okay, I thought that was another word, but they're chapters. See, I'm learning. I'm learning. But um, I didn't start with a chapter or with John. I started um in the back. Where um, it gave, uh, I think it's like 125, 128 um, success, I want to say, rules. And in those 128 rules are Book of John, Book of Matthew, and all these different um, quotes and scriptures. And I'm just going down the line because those, those are the success rules because it's the leadership Bible. So I'm reading that. So I'm going different books all the time back and forth because I, I just want to get down the rules so I, gotcha. I mean that's where I felt like I wanted to start I was comfortable with that so I that's did that good. so I'm going I'm reading like all of them all, honestly I've done that when I was going through anxiety years mm-hmm. ago and I pulled up all the scriptures that talk about anxiety so that's another cool thing that you could do with the bible right. it's like anything that you're going through mm-hmm. anxiety fear depression you can pull up all the scriptures and now we have google so that's right yeah. hope. Google it, and you get all the scriptures that talk about that. So that's yeah. that's what you're doing, basically, but Basically, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I have a question for you. What is it that brought you to do, um, I guess, more work with women? Does that, what gravitated to you, uh, you to that? And, um, or maybe not work with youth or work with families? Um, what, and, and I only say this and bring it up because we are in, in Women's Month. Um, what is it that just kind of inspired you to do that? I feel that women were more drawn to me, and I didn't know why. Mm. Mm. Because the call of God 
is with you since you're born. Since you're born, you're literally born with the calling on your life. You don't call yourself. God calls you. It's there already. And I remember since I was a little girl, people would come up to me since I was sixth, seventh, eighth grade, middle school, and just tell me their deepest secrets. And I'd be like, man, why, why do people keep telling me? Like, I'm talking about bad things that were happening to them. Mm-hmm. People that re- don't even really know me were drawn to me and would tell me things. So I started realizing there's something there, Right. There's a gifting there because for some whatever reason, God would give me a word for them. They would just help them at that moment. So once I turned 18 years old and I gave my life over to God, it just started flowing together. It's like not something I made happen. It just happened. Mm. And my love for women just began to increase. And I just wanted to see women be empowered. And through that, I learned something very, very vital that the Lord really dug into my spirit. And and I mention this every time, but it has to go back to community. Mm. Because if we empower you as a woman, you're going to go back and you're going to empower your family. Mm -hmm. If you empower your family, your family can now empower their friends and their neighbors. Mm -hmm. And if they empower them, they can now empower a community. And if we can empower a community, then we empower generations to come. But it all starts with the woman. Mm. Like so that. that's why that's wow. that's the driving force. Hmm. That's key. Yeah, I loved it. Yep. Just get, wow. <laughs> Again, I, I got to process that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You, I mean, you, you, so so we're, so what's next for you? Yeah. I don't know what God has next for me. I really don't. I'm living by faith and all. <laughs> but I could tell you that we've been having meetings. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen that many business people show up to my meetings like I have been in the past recent months. Mm. So God's doing something big mm-hmm. in this community. And all I'm doing is just becoming a vessel alongside with whoever else is willing to come along and just say, God, here we are. We're not perfect. God's not looking for perfection right. or else we'd not, none of us would be used, right? But he's looking for willing vessels that just mm-hmm. say, yes, God, I'll be your hands. I'll be your feet. I'll be your mouthpiece. Whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. So whatever comes next is going to be up to whatever God has. Hey, that's good. That's actually, uh, I think we need that. Mm-hmm. There's uh, these are tough times that we're that we're living in, yeah. and um, I think as as women with with kids, um, it's really shifting us. You know, mm-hmm. and I could speak. Um, I have uh, two teens. And boy, whenever I can get around other women now, although I, I used to try to push away as far as I can and just kind of stay in my own lane <laughs> away from women, um, to be honest with you, I'm like, yeah, I'm a little bit on the flip side, but it's true, honestly, because if the woman or the mother of the household is struggling, her home is struggling, you know, because if she's struggling, her husband's struggling, how can she help her kids um, from struggling? So that's that's actually key. it's key, you know. I'm I'm really big about the youth, but in reality, is if a parent is not helping that foundation for that child, how are they supposed to know better, you know? So and if if the mom's not being inspired or or pushed, you know, how are they supposed to teach their kids how when they're struggling, you know, and to be able to push? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely. Tip my hat to you for that one. <laughs> I, I feel I'm still like working on I, it. I can tell you and Darlene are best friends. We are. No, I, I can tell. Uh, only because, like, 
like I said, when we had lunch the other day, you know, she was asking me the same the same question. I just asked you, and my answer was the same. It's like I don't. I got out of entertainment a few years ago. Like actually during COVID, I decided I didn't want to go back. Right, um, and, and and even doing like this production today, you know, I realized why well, I don't want to go back no more. You know, it's like twelve, fourteen hours. Like I'm so tired right now. Um, but I mean, I I love doing it though. You know, I was actually talking to Mark about it this morning. You know, because he Mark is dead tired right now because he was out late with us too. But um, she was asking me what what was next for me, and it's like I I don't know. Like. I do this podcast and I have my brand and I was like, I'm going strictly on faith. I literally have, obviously I have a vision, right? Yeah. But I'm just going day by day and every morning he wakes me up like, all right, going to work. Just do what you want me to do. And wherever it takes me, it takes me. But I don't really have this big master plan. I have a vision, but I don't have a master plan. Okay, tomorrow I'm going to do this. Story. I just get up I every day and one. just... Enjoy. I'm a moments person. Yeah. And I've learned to, to just live in my moments. And if I wake up in the morning and he says, okay, time to go to work, I'm, I'm there. What's meant for you is for you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, all, that's all I am. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So business-wise, mm-hmm. on your real estate, um, so Elevate Life is your real estate company as well. Yes. Any any um, big plans with that or like? Oh, absolutely. In business? Absolutely. Do you just do uh, residential or? I've done commercial. Not commercial. Yeah. I what? actually helped Arlene purchase her her commercial building for oh. Trevino Law Firm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I focus on residential. So I'm really excited for what God's going to do through there because I am intentional with that. I okay. do believe in being intentional as well. You know, okay. be intentional with your goals. Yeah. So my goal is to be obviously a top producer out here in the Antelope Valley. Why not? Okay. God is on our side. We can do all things. Get yes. Yes. <laughs> so that is the goal eventually, you know, um, through that. But I'm excited for what God has for. I got kids too. Right. So I'm like, I have to get my kids through college. It's so funny because one of my boys asked me, they're like, mom, how much money do you have saved up for my college? And I was like, the fact that he's even thinking about it, he's 14. Mm. And I thought, oh my gosh, he's 14. Like he's yeah. about to graduate high school in four years. How is this happening? Yeah. So that's another goal for me is to be able to get all my kids through college and yeah and it comes back very very is he your eldest the 14 my eldest yeah how many many kids you got i have four i have three boys and a girl oh wow i would have never guessed and what y'all know i was about to say she's 21 with four kids like what are the age ranges i gotta know i gotta know i started having my kids when i was very young i was 22 years old and uh, me and my husband we we my goal was to have six Six? And yeah, I wanted to have six kids, and he was like, absolutely not. You know, he's like, you are insane. And I was like, no, I really, I just, we, I come from a family of seven. Oh, wow. Yeah. So to us, a big family is like. Everything. Everything. Christmas, yeah. our gifts are up to the ceilings, you know, yeah. and Thanksgiving, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I love big families. I was a stay-at-home mom for a very long time, too. Yeah. And I remember okay. I would feel so much shame for that too. I, I hate when when like, girls sh- mom shame people for being mm-hmm. home, mm-hmm. but then you also get mom shame when you have a job. So I just realized either way, either Wait, did, way you, did you, you say can't. you come from a big family? I do. Huge family. What's what's the um, number? What number? Like she's how many siblings? Seven. Oh, seven. Oh, she, oh I'm sorry. Seven. I saw, okay. I saw, so seven. Okay, seven. I, I did as well. And where do you fit <laughs> in with that seven? So I am number five. Okay. Sorry, number four. Number four. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm kind of like in the middle, so I learned to survive on my own. 
It's too many kids. I, yeah, I, I was the baby. I'm the baby of seven. Oh, you're the baby of, seven. The baby of seven. And, and it's, it's not true that the baby is spoiled. No? Oh, no, that's it is. It's my middle sister. That's a mess. It's my middle sister. <laughs> and she hates when I say this, but she is the spoiled one, and everybody agrees. But when we like have uh, like our Christmas lunch dinners and all that, we, we remind her every year, and she gets pissed. She's like, but she is. It's yeah. the truth. Well, I'm the baby, and I definitely got spoiled. Okay, well. My baby gets spoiled, too. Oh. Yeah. yeah. We need to talk to your family, Mike. They're ripping you off. <laughs> Probably. You're supposed to be getting spoiled. Yeah. What's going on? I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Now, I wish we would have had more kids, but I look back financially. I think we were thinking financially. We only have the two. Okay. And we also started at 22. Um, and I thought to myself, I want to be able to be present, be there for them. But now they come back and they're like, "We, you know, I wish I would have had a brother. I wish I would have had a sister. So we gave him a dog for Christmas. And I was like, here you go. <laughs> That's the best we can do. But they feel it. Sometimes when I do hear people say that, you know, about the big families and things like my husband's the only child. So oh, that's so like even worse. Too is, right? <laughs> he's already with a lot of kids. Yeah. So I, I wish I would have had more kids. But I, I did. I got two. Um, both my kids are grown and I was actually and I love my daughter. So and sometimes she listens. I love you, Kira. But <laughs> it's not that I did not want you. Is this um, no? When I when uh, me and my ex wife had our our first child, our son, um, he was born with cerebral palsy. So that was just scary. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I did not want to bring another child into because it was just a, it was a scary moment because we didn't know what we did wrong. And you think about that. So when you when you have a child with a disability, you you really think about like, okay, what did we do wrong, oh, right? And yeah. it's, I know it's not something that we did, but right. it still goes through your mind. Yeah. So when she like, so um, our, my kids are five years apart. So when she said she was pregnant again, I was just like, <sighs> I was so nervous through that whole nine months, mm-hmm. like for real. And then when, when my daughter came out, you know, because the doctors they know like immediately when it, once they come out, right? Cause they told us when my son came out, um, but when my doctor came out, it was like, you got a healthy girl. And I was like, yes. Mm. And then it was funny because when I was in the room, he was like, you want me to tie your tubes? And I was like, yes. And she was on the table. Like, no, <laughs> I was like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going through this again. <laughs> yeah. My husband had a visectomy. He was like, mm-hmm. it's not happening. Yeah. Like he was so young too. He got it at 28. Girl, oh, wow. too. That's the best thing we ever done. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Oh, sorry, but we go through labor. <laughs> we do all that. No, I preach and I tell people like, let me tell you, you need to have that conversation because it's, it's a simple snip. I mean, in simple a few days, snip. a few days, in and out. men are fine. So this is women's but month. See, okay. okay, right. But see, I just turned 52 and... These, these are not conversations that I, I don't even know because I'm not having no more kids at this age. This is my my are daughter. You sure, it's still a possibility. No, because my daughter just play. turned 21. She's the youngest. She just graduated but, college. I'm cool. But I did, if you my, ain't got I did snip, my part. Did my job. You still have the. the you it's know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. No, because oh no, you know he it's said not no, no. Oh no, because um, can I say this on here? I'm going to say it. You say know me. I don't get it. Say it. Um, because Marcy, um, she can't have kids no more. Oh. Well, you never know. But still. No, she can't. Okay. She had her three, and she said that's when she had her th- her things died, so she was done. Miracles happen. No. See, come on. 
Why, yeah, no, why they you want to put that, that in the universe? Girl, that why you want to put No, no, don't be talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't, okay, we don't want to be those miracles. Yeah, yeah, you I have, always, hey, you have one, I have one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. good. <laughs> okay, now we go, no. Wait, good. you need two more. You said you want six. That was the goal, but no. <laughs> now the reality yeah, now that you're like, you know what? My boys are teenagers and you deal with these things. I'm just like, no, I am. Mm, and you just know, wait getting at that age where oh. it's it gets a little bit interesting after uh-huh. yeah my son will be a senior next year and it's interesting times although my daughter she's gonna be a teen and mm-hmm. man that girl's lost her mind but i love her she'll get it back yeah no she's she's when we were teenagers she's adjusting know? yeah no but it's different times it is definitely different, but, but that but that's the thing that I mean that's, that's girl. But that's, I think we were okay a little bit. No, back but then. that's still subjective, right? Because our parents are saying the same thing about us. Yeah. They're saying, and it was. Like, it was true. Yeah. Our when we grew up, our generation it was different from our parents' generation. Yeah. No, so, I guess. It's all I mean, we had times. MTV. They have tw- oh, what is it? TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was about the same thing. They just watch YouTube all day, these boys. Yeah, something. No, this generation is more privileged. Mm-hmm. 1,000%. More privileged. 1,000%. And I think that, but that's our fault because, as look, as kids, when we, didn't we all say this? When I get a child, I'm not going to treat my kids like this. And we grew up like that. Like, that's I true, totally yeah. treated my kids differently. <laughs> I ordered some new Tim's. I was like, do my, you want a new pair too? He's it, like, yeah. And then I looked at the price like, oh. Do you know, it took me, a, it took, well, not just me. It took me and my ex-wife. Because um, I, I was married for 24 years. I know you my story. Wow. For 24 years, no two of my, with my uh, kid's mother. And uh, we're, we're great friends. Like, yeah, we're, we're great friends. And uh, it took us a year to convince our daughter to buy her a car. She did not want a car, a brand new car. She didn't want a car. Why took us that? a year. Because she said her mama is her Uber. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was like, why do I need a car? And, and no, literally, it's she said fat. this while we were sitting on the couch discussing this. And I said, why you don't want a car? Like, yeah. that's crazy. Like, when I was a kid, I begging people to buy my mm-hmm. car. And For she real? was like, yeah. I was like, how you gonna you get around? Cool. I was driving yeah. my mom's van. Let me tell you, I don't give a fuck. I could <laughs> pack it all up. <laughs> Who need a ride? Yeah. But even now, like, my daughter, um, she she doesn't go nowhere. Like, she'll fill up her tank once a month. Dang. And that, and that's what, I think I told you this story a couple, few weeks mom. ago. I had called my daughter one day. I, like, after I bought, we bought her the car, um, I think it was like six months it went by. And I said, hey, Kira, I said, who, who fills up your gas tank? And she was like, my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I didn't know she had a boyfriend. Well, I, don't, I still don't even know. She's 21. I still don't know. She she's, won't tell me. But, <laughs> but I was like, who fills up your gas tank? But then her mom was like, I do. She's so spoiled. Like, telling you, kids are privileged. She don't even fill up her own gas tank. And then the one day I did go uh, fill up her gas tank, and I remember this vaguely. She was like, Dad, can you follow me to the gas station? Because I need gas. And I was like, all right, cool. So she goes to Chevron, right? And that's the only thing she goes to. But <laughs> Chevron was so far from her house, because they live in Santa Clarita, that we went to a Shell, because it was right down the street. She was like, hey, I got to go to Shell, though, just to get gas, enough, enough gas to get me to Chevron. I'm like, okay, cool. So oh. I put in my credit card, pumping the gas, and, and as it was going, I was like, hey, how much you want? And she's like, oh, just a little bit, because I just, I just need to get out to Chevron, right? She, that's twice she said it, right? Why, three days later, talking to her mom, and she was like, why Kira say you cheat? And I was like, I don't know why she said that. She was like, because she said you only put half a tank in her car. 
You didn't fill it up. You cheat. Uh, I was like, really? Because <laughs> I went, I went, I went, I went by there like a, even a day after that, and I looked at Kira. I'm like, why you call me cheap? She's like, what you talking about? And I was like, your mama said you called me cheap because I only put half a tank of gas in your car. But you told me only put a little bit. She looked at her mama. She's like, I'm never telling you nothing. <laughs> I'm like, you told me to put a half yeah, again. No, I would have filled it up. I motivated Ethan to get a job. I was like, a car comes with insurance and insurance comes with a paycheck. Right? So on. it all needs to yeah, not line up and add up. I said, hell no, you got to do this for line yourself. Line up and add up. Okay, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and this is how I talk to them. Like, no, like, you want to live that life? Well, go ahead and, you know, line yourself up right. I said, mom, I'm not going to be here forever. Hmm. You know, and I do tell them that. That is a reality. You know, and sometimes kids don't realize that. No. Do I'm, kids get a job early on nowadays? Yeah. I started working at 16. Hell no. My nephew, he works at In-N-Out. And he yeah. just um, took out my parents for um, breakfast. And my mom I goes, love it. mija y pago. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, yeah. because I, I didn't grow up with parents, right? Because my, my mom and uh, I just didn't like my dad. But um, I been on my own since I was 14. On my own. Oh, my God. And I never had a 9-to-5 job. Never in my life. Hmm. That's a whole another podcast right there. No, no, it's real wow. simple. It's God. Mm. I'm telling you, and, and this is the one conversation I have, have with uh, Darlene is like, that's why I say when I look back at my life and be like, wow, mm-hmm. like I'm on my second home. Like I've done, I traveled the world and I'm like, wow, how did, how did I do this? God, like I literally, when I say I love helping people and I love giving back, like all my life, even in entertainment, right? I've always had my own like entertainment company and I've worked on all these projects, but I've always done work and I never had a price list. People would just be like, hey, how much you charge for this? How much you started? And I was like, what do you got? And that's literally how I ran my business for all these years. Yeah. And I, cause I knew God was going to get me. I said, you know what? I'm going to help this person because they need help. Whether they were lying or not, I did it. Because that's what they told me. I'm not going to judge you. That's something you got to deal with God later. But I knew God was going to take care of me if they was playing me. So I never, mm. never, never thought twice about it. I was like, okay, I'll do it. Damn, that's a trip. Not a lot of people can honestly say that. Yeah. They're usually pretty fearful to to not have that nine to five, to no. not have that secure and, check. And, but you know what? I, I went through up and downs. Like, I made a lot of money. I lost it. Because, you know, when I, when I think when I made my first few hundred thousand I was real young and I blew it fast but I knew it wasn't luck like I knew I had skills so I made it again and for years I I just kept on a path I'll I'll make it I'll I'll spend it all and I'll make it again you know but it just taught me to even have faith I like God always had me yeah like and I didn't do like malice with my money it was just being non-business just being ignorant just buying shit jewelry cars you know no, living that life living that life. i was in entertainment I you only got that one life. life to live right hey. <laughs> but that is my motto i'm, I'm a moment's person we're here like, for a good time not a long time okay yeah, so. that part so yeah, i did true. that but i always had my faith in, in god and i always knew he was gonna take care of me because i never did nobody wrong yeah. mm. and that's why i knew that he was gonna get take care of me i love that yeah confidence no like how you were saying earlier I, I don't do people wrong. Yeah. I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm not saying I never made mistakes in business deals. But they, again, going back to what I was saying it earlier, the intent, shit, I can't talk right. <laughs> my intent was always pure. Yeah. Regardless if I made the wrong businesses or not, my intent was always pure. Yeah. I've never intentionally go out to hurt somebody. Right, right. Things are done unintentionally. Right. But if you're able to come back from that, own oh, it. Yeah. 
you know, that's that's the and key I've part. Always, I've always owned my mistakes. And yeah. Oh, damn, I shouldn't have did that. But again, intent. Yeah. And, and that always taught me, like, I, I knew God was going to take care of me because he knew my heart. He knew my intent. Yeah. So I, I, I was cool. I know. I'm looking at my crush goal. I love him. Go ahead. So today, I'm like, usually I do this. Um, it's crusher goals. And they always line up with conversations. Today, today it states, whoever you look up to or put on a pedestal, know that they have fears too. They just learn how to push past it. And I think that that's the, that's the hardest thing even for women, right? Mm-hmm. They think that other person, oh, they have it all figured out. And you have no idea what mm-hmm. it took to just get here, yeah. you know, and just put yourself together like it's going to be all right. Even going up to the events where you kind of have seen me or I'll pop up, you know, it's really challenging for me to even get to those. Even going she for is. the gala, honestly. It is. Bro. Just as I was like, no, I'm, it's just not my thing, Mike. It's just not my thing. He was like, no, you, you got to do it, D. Because you need to be the example. I, yeah. I, I told you that when you first yeah. went to the Women's God uh, oh, thing. Women Business of God. Yeah, yeah. I you know, told you. I was you. for two years. Never wow. did it. And, and no, no I, I literally <laughs> told her this. I said, no, because I, I, I know, yeah. and, and I don't like speaking ill of anybody, but I just knew, like, a person there that was on the wrong path. And, but I saw, again, intent, the intent, and I said, you need to be that example. You need to be around these women because they need people like you with that positive energy and that positive mindset. You need to be the example. Yeah. I just like to stay in the cuts, you know. Mm. What's up, (laughs) (laughs) y'all? Go to my house, see my kids, play with my dog. It's kind of what I do now. This is your calling. That's why I'm looking forward to bugging. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Janet, <laughs> what hey. words of wisdom yes. do you have for us? How, what are you going to close out with us with? Um, just, just, just talk because you're amazing when you're talk. just yeah. talking. I would just say love yourself. Yeah. Love yourself. And just really focus on the greatness that's within you. Mm-hmm. And everything else will fall right into place. And just remember, it's not what's happening to you. It's what's happening in you that's going to make all the difference in your life. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I always tell people, when was the last time you said, I love you to yourself in the mirror? I said it this morning. I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I would never look in the mirror. I would just walk past it, walk past Mm. it, walk past it. And I'm like, what's up, girl? Hey. I got this huge (laughs) mirror in my bathroom, and I'm in it every day. Uh Uh-uh. You got what? I believe it. A huge mirror in my bathroom, and I'm in it every day. (laughs) With a smile. (laughs) Get it, Mike. (laughs) So I, I'm going to um, leave you guys with a piece of what I'm going to talk about tonight. Okay. Give y'all a sneak peek. Sneak peek. So what we do today, the decisions we make today, mm-hmm. is what's going to make us who we are tomorrow. That's right. I love that. That's right. So we got to think about. Hey. Actually, shout out to my other friend, Monique. She gave me a call this weekend, or actually a few days ago. She goes, you know what, I, I have to honestly say, like, uh, just, well, I don't want to say too much of what she said, but she just said, you know, I like what you guys are doing. She said, you know, uh, a certain conversation really hit me. And I said, really? Mm-hmm. And for, um, I think it was a friend's one, the one with Hilda, with Daniela. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, really? Because sometimes I was, I just think to myself, like, Ah, you know, what do people even want to hear what I have to say? Or 
No. It, even if it's just one, like you said. No, even no, if that's it's not what now or Janet later. said earlier as well. Yeah. It, it, you just never know. And, and that's why yeah. when we do this show, how you asked about earlier, what are we talking about? We really don't know. Don't it's know. just a conversation. We don't have no... I mean, I have... I have notes and stuff here, but it's not really based on what we're going to talk about. Just little things that I want to bring up. Um, but it's just really conversations. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it so real. Yeah. 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 Your life is inspiring just the way it is. Mine is? Yeah. With all my that. flaws. All of them. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for saying that. No, me. I'm talking about oh, me. You my talk about I thought you said I was inspiring. <laughs> oh, no. I was oh, just no. saying with my flaws. <laughs> I, I was like, well, okay. Why are you talking about me? Nah. Yeah, you are inspiring, <laughs> too. You are inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. are you, so we got to get ready to go for tonight. Yeah. I'm a little nervous. No, don't be. You're going to be great. Yeah. You convinced me to come out and support the so company. No, you know, now. it's crazy because I really didn't want to host this thing. Like, they asked me to do it because I, I don't know why, but I think because I have this show, like, I'm really great at hosting. Yeah. It's totally different. It is totally different. No. Okay. Now, speak on this because you, you do public speaking. Uh huh. It. Do you get nervous sometimes? No. So public speaking, not I love right it. Now. public <laughs> speaking is where I flow. That's me. Okay. This right here is a lot more nerve wracking for Why? me. Why? Really? One on ones with people is just more nerve wracking. But if I have a mic on my hand, I can speak to thousands and I'll be a perfect piece. If I'm yeah. sick and having a terrible day, put a mic in my hand. There I don't flow. Really? That's your jolt of joy. <laughs> but this right here is a lot more nervous. This is easy. Really? Yeah. No, this, this, see, this is easy for me. I can do this all day long. Like, let's go. <laughs> but like, and, and I've spoken in front of large audience, but it is different because in my career with my TV shows that I did, like um, I had this one kid show uh, for like 18 years and we toured around the country. So it was more entertainment. It was more just hyping up the crowd. Like that's easy for me. Right. That's like me and karaoke. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause people keep saying, Mike, you do karaoke. You get on stage. Like it ain't nothing and just go. That's easy. Cause it's entertainment. It's fun. It's like, but speaking like, yeah. like, that's, I get nervous. I love it. That's I my thing. I think you're going to do great. Yay. That's the... Get in mind. You guys keep great. saying that. Get in mind. Jacqueline told me the same thing. I was talking to her the other day on the phone. Hernandez. She said the same thing. She's like, Mike, just be you. You're going to be fine. Yeah. It's like, no, you guys don't understand. Like, because look, you're going to be there. She's going to be there. The city council people going to be there. So then that should make it easy, right? It's familiar yeah. faces. Ooh. It's just talking that, <laughs> you know. No, because... Uh, like I look up just... to her because I'm listening to her speeches and stuff that she do, and I'm like, oh wow, like that's amazing. Like, I'm inspired. But she's an individual, and that's what makes her who she is. You, you have to always remember that. You trying to give me my own advice here? No, it's <laughs> the truth. You know that's what I say. Nobody could tell you otherwise because that's your truth. No, Speak your truth. No, I'm gonna have fun with it. Yeah. Uh, I was rehearsing with Raina last night, and hey. um, oh, we're gonna have fun. I'm gonna wait. have fun with it. Yeah, I'm be, you're not gonna, you, see, that's the thing. You're not going to know I'm nervous, but inside I'm going to be dying. <laughs> <laughs> but I have, I have fun. Like, I know how to, I know how to fake that. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to be dying inside. Yeah. We're expecting but, to see Mike tonight. So whoever you are, just show us that. Hey. All right. Now you put the pressure on me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you, Janet, for Yay, coming and you, sitting down with us. You got to come back. We got to talk about more stuff because there's a lot of stuff. I'm still processing everything you said because a lot you said was so amazing. Like, you're still processing with me. And I want to get deeper into it. Let's do it. Because we need to have these conversations. Yeah, we do. They're timeless conversations and we need to continue to have them. Again, like I was saying, we have to be leaders. So we have to continue to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Right. 
All right, guys. All be right. well. Be well. And we out here. Hey.